yo, yo, welcome to the show. This is Chris, the Chris Comedy Advice to Fix Your Life. I am your host, Chris, joined in the studio today by my producer, audio engineer, best friend in the whole wide world. Mike is in the building. Say hi, Michael. Hey, what's up? That's uh, pretty pretty enthusiastic for Mike today. Hey, Mike, how's it going, man? Uh, you guys might know me from YouTube. Chris vs. The World is my comedy channel. Laser Lemming is my gaming channel. Uploaded.com brings them all together like one great big happy familia. That's familia de feliz, I'm pretty sure. Uh, don't forget that you can subscribe to this show, Chris to Chris, on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever podcasts are sold for free. We are there. We are there, so don't be square. Um, we're on uploaded.com as well. That's where this show is hosted. Where it's paid for by yours truly. It's a good show. It's a good uh, good website. You know, it's something I can really drag on about for a long time, but I won't. But you can download the show directly to your phone, directly to your computer, directly to your tablet, wherever you really want to. Today we got a great show for y'all. We're talking about the next Batman, the next Batman in the next Batman movie, lottery tips, space people, morning grocery stores, listener questions, and a whole lot more. But first, Mike. I got a question for you. Do you believe in aliens? No. I mean, I don't know. I don't really think about it. Why? Well, lately, I've just had this feeling. Like something was out there. Something watching us from the skies. Or maybe they're watching us up close and personal already. There's so much out there that we don't understand. Roswell, UFOs, C-3PO's. What's real and what's a hoax? Are they lying to us normal folks? You don't need to run. Is the government covering up the truth about visitors from another world? What about people from another dimension? I can't shake it, Mike. And I need to figure out if we're all alone in this universe. Or if there's something more out there. <sighs> okay. We'll come back to this later. In the meantime, we gotta move on to a little thing we like to call the tip of the week. This week's tip is tear it up, folks, tear it up. When I was in high school, I had to take a class called chemistry. You might have heard of it. Chemistry was a lot of fun because you could sit in the back and play games on your TI-83 calculator for most of the class. Most of the class. Not a bad, not a bad gig. But I didn't find the chemistry class itself, the chemistry portion of chemistry class, I didn't find that very fun. Because it turns out, they required that calculator, not just to play games, but to do math. And my brain was no bueno at advanced math back then, you know? I was a little dumb-dumb. I had no love for the formulas and the whatnot. I was uh, definitely a right-brained kid, if you will. Focused much more on the, the creative side of things. And so I wasn't doing so hot in chemistry. And every now and then, we would get to do an experiment. And the pregnant girls would go to the library to, to read or something while... We all got high on chemical fumes. So the experiments were fun. The rest, not so much. So I was getting a, like a, a, an F for a D in chemistry. D on, D on a good day. Uh, so for most of that class, I was failing. Um, the, the teacher, the chemistry teacher, she really didn't do that much teaching. Uh, we had a, a student teacher, you know, like a, somebody there to earn their credits. And in California, if, you, if that's you, if you're trying to become a, a teacher in California, you're required to do like over 600 hours of unpaid teaching. And so she was, she was getting her feet wet with us. So she let this, uh, this girl fresh out of college uh, teach most of the class for college credit while the, the teacher 
play games on her calculator. At least that's what I assumed she was doing. But at the end of the whole thing, the teacher had to grade us on a massive curve at the end of the year because uh, she would have looked pretty bad. We, we were all doing bad. Just because I was getting a D doesn't mean that everybody else wasn't getting a D or an F2. So that, that curve really saved the day for me. Ended up with a nice, strong C. Where the hell was I going with this? Uh, oh, yeah, the tip of the week, tip of the week. Uh, so, so that semester, our chemistry teacher gives us a flyer with a permission slip on it. And the flyer says that this guy who owns a Segway was going to be visiting the school and showing it off to us. You know, <laughs> when you say it out loud, that, that sounds really lame. Mike, Mike, do you remember Segways? No. Well, Segways were the original hoverboards. They're, they're just like those hoverboards with wheels on them, except they were bigger and they had handles and uh, they, they would cost thousands of dollars. Oh, yeah, yeah, those things that mall cops ride on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this flyer was an announcement that this guy that owned one of these things was coming to our, our high school. Now, he didn't invent it or anything. He didn't even work for Segway. He was just some rich guy that owned a Segway, and he would go from school to school spreading the good word about the future of transportation. It was one of the weirdest things you'd ever heard. And this flyer had a permission slip at the bottom that said, if your mom or dad was cool with it, you know, if they were cool with endangering your life, you might get the chance to ride the Segway during the show. And I really wanted to ride the Segway, but apparently I didn't want to ride it bad enough to actually remember to tell my mom about it, because I completely forgot about it. I completely forgot to have her just uh, sign her name on this permission slip. And so on Segway day in chemistry class, teacher says, okay guys, uh, we're going to go watch this random guy talk about a Segway. Pass up your permission slips and uh, get your backpacks. Let's go. So I'm panicking. I'm panicking, right? This is my one chance in my life to actually do something important with myself. And I blew it. I blew it. So I started uh, digging through my backpack and my notebook, looking for this flyer. And that was pretty tough back then because I kept literally everything. Every single piece of paper, I kept it in uh, that in that binder and it was just most of it was just loose leaf you know just a mess so I'm, I'm digging all around trying to find this flyer I finally find it and I did something that I never did before I forged my mom's name on the permission slip and it was a tough call but I didn't have time to think about it like some kind of Socrates so I had to, I had to make the decision and I said you know what we're, we're gonna roll the dice on this Sometimes you got to crack a few eggs to make an omelet, right, Mike? Huh? Right. So I scribbled my mom's name on the permission slip, but I wasn't out of the water yet, Mike. The slip was at the bottom of the flyer, and it had one of those dotted lines for you to cut it off. You know, with the little scissor icon saying, hey, cut here. Uh, so that it, it, was, it was smaller so that it could be pulled out of like a hat or something. So you would have the chance to ride a Segway. The, the slip wasn't to go to the presentation. Everybody was going to the presentation. The slip was merely for the opportunity to ride a Segway. And I was like a 17-year-old boy that wasn't into hurting animals in his spare time, so of course I didn't own a pair of scissors on me. And uh, everyone was uh, practically out the door at this point. So they all started heading to the building where the presentation was going to happen. So I made the call... Since I didn't have uh, scissors, I, I decided to, to just tear the permission slip off with my bare hands. And uh, it wasn't pretty, Mike. 
I, I missed the dotted line probably by about two inches, and it was not a straight tear by any means. It was kind of like this uh, awkwardly shaped uh, paper at the end of the whole thing. It was like this awkwardly shaped uh, paper that was a lot bigger than everybody else's permission slip. But I turned it in as I was walking out the door. You know, I just folded it, turned it in. And uh, it wasn't pretty, but it was my only shot, you know. My only shot at the big leagues. Anyway, we get to the presentation. This guy, who doesn't work for Segway, starts showing off his Segway. And he tells us that he didn't invent them. He just really likes Segways. And then he shows us that they can mess up and spin out of control. He actually purposely makes the wheels freak out. And then he says, okay, now who wants to ride it? So they say, like, uh, three people will be chosen at random to ride the Segway. And then they bust out that magical hat of permission slips. And this lady teacher, she, uh, she walks up to the stage, sticks her hand in the hat, and pulls out a big, hand-torn permission slip of forgery. <laughs> She reads my name, and the rest is history, folks. The rest is history. So uh, the guy, I'm the first one up, right? I'm the first one up. I'm like, I'm already cheesing because I'm like, wow, I totally, I totally BS my way up here. And the guy gives me this quick uh, breakdown of how to, to ride this thing while hundreds of jealous high schoolers are watching on in envy. Like, that son of a bitch. So then, uh, you know, they give you the quick rundown. It's not that hard to ride. It's pretty much... Lean and turn, lean and turn. And I start riding around this auditorium while this guy just continues to talk about his segues and why segues are great. And I gotta say, I gotta say, just to be real, riding that thing was actually pretty fun. And now that you can ride these things with no handlebars, I can ride a segue with no handlebars, that, that sort of thing. Now that you can do that and not spend $5,000... It's a, I'd say it's a pretty good investment, you know? You might look like a douche, but you, uh, you can ride in style. So this week's tip of the week is to tear paper slips used in contests instead of using scissors. Because it makes the paper bigger, if you're doing it right, and it gives it like a nice fuzzy texture. You know when you tear paper, it has like a fuzzy texture at the end of it, which makes it easier to grab. You improve your chances of being picked significantly, especially if you forge your mom's signature. So yeah, that, that was one of the examples of my life where everything I did in that scenario was the wrong thing. Everything I did was the wrong thing, and it really paid off. <laughs> it really paid off. So sometimes you just got to take chances. Anyway, let's move on to a little thing we like to call Video Game Corner. Okay, so not a lot of interesting stuff in video games occurred this week. The Ouya store is officially closing next month, but I am 100% sure that 90% of you don't even know what the Ouya is, and that is why the Ouya store is closing next month. It was uh, not what it was promised to be. So uh, the real video game news is going to be hitting in a couple of weeks when E3 2019 begins. We will probably dedicate a show to it. That might be fun. And, uh, you know, just to throw out some promises I hope to be able to keep, uh, since, you know, I start the show talking about how I have a, a gaming channel on YouTube, Laser Lemming, that I, I, I haven't used too much since uh, starting this podcast, to be honest. It's, it's, it's much more of a fun thing to talk about. But uh, yeah, we're going to do something with that. We're going to do some live streams. I think we're going to do a, a live stream on uh, the Sunday before E3, which is, what day is that, Mike? Uh, I think that's, uh, it's June 9th, June 9th, and uh, that'll be the 
the Microsoft press conference, and if there's any other press conferences that day, we might do those too. And uh, on June 11th, we'll we'll live stream the Nintendo uh, presentation, so you can get our live reactions. We could do this all as one great big happy family. Blah 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 blah. So that's that's in a couple weeks from now, okay? But in the meantime, since the uh, video game world is essentially dead this week, uh, Dia de los Muertos de video games. Uh, we're going to talk about Batman instead. Big news this week is that uh, Variety is claiming that Robert Pattinson is going to be playing Batman in the new Matt Reeves Batman movie. Mike, do you know who Robert Pattinson is? No. What's he in? Robert Pattinson is actually his stage name. His parents actually named him R. Pats. Uh, he played... Dracula in all those Twilight movies. I did a review of Twilight 5 on my comedy channel, Chris to Chris. Hey, we're plugging YouTube today. Uh, maybe we'll link it on the website for the, for this uh, episode. Yeah, well, let's do that. Uh, so, uh, a lot of people are not happy about this news about uh, Dracula playing Batman. Uh, people can't seem to disassociate this guy from his uh, girly Twilight movies. And I'm having a hard time with it too, honestly. It's really, it's really hard to wrap my head around. I just don't feel like the guy has a look for it and blah, blah, blah. I actually saw a Twilight once. Well, I saw about like the first 10 or 20 minutes of a Twilight. Uh, some friends in college asked me to watch the DVD with them. And uh, I had to bail. I had to bail when I saw R. Pats running through the, the, these tree branches. He's like jogging through tree branches uh, from tree to tree really fast. And he has this girl wrapped around his back. At that point, I, I had to bail. I had to bail. I was done. Uh, so I can't say I'm a, I'm a big fan of this idea. But I have also seen Heath Ledger kick ass as the Joker when practically everybody thought that he was going to blow it. Because back before he was the Joker, he, he was in a lot of, uh, a lot of nonsense. <laughs> a lot of nonsense movies. And, you know, uh, that guy really killed it as the Joker, and then he died. But uh, hopefully, you know, I'm not wishing death on uh, R. Pats, but... Uh, hopefully he does a good job, I guess, you know, I, I'm a big Batman fan, so I can only, I can only hope for the best, but this is tough. This is, this is really tough for me to, to really sink my teeth into, because you, you just, you always want something that fits your idea of it, and when you don't get it, you just remember that, wow, I live in the first world. Anyway, uh, this Matt Reeves guy, uh, he he does make some pretty good monkey movies, I, I will admit. Uh, I liked all of his Planet of the Apes movies that he did. Uh, actually, you know, maybe maybe they should cast Andy Serkis. Uh, he was the guy who played the main uh, ape in Planet of the Apes. He played Caesar. So maybe they should cast Andy Serkis playing an ape in a Batman costume. That way, everyone's happy, right? <sighs> okay, so th this, uh, this, this Bobby Pattinson guy, when he talks, like... Outside of the Twilight movies, I, I, I've seen him talk out loud, you know, as opposed to talking silently, uh, like on YouTube, doing interviews, and when he talks, he sounds really British, really, really European, and uh, last time I checked, Batman lived in the good old Gotham, USA, which is uh, one of our favorite real cities in this country. So I, I checked uh, I checked some videos of this guy, Bobby Pats, uh, doing interviews after the news came out that he was. Well, I'm 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 totally. Uh, you know what? Uh, uh, a terrible sentence is 
just listen, just rewind about five seconds. That's what a terrible sentence is. I'm saying that after I, I found out that uh, this guy was possibly or probably playing Batman, I had to, I had to try to justify this. I had to try to make this okay somehow. And uh, of course I was struggling. So I looked up uh, some interviews of this guy talking about Twilight, like after the movies would come out. And this guy really hates the Twilight movies. He, he has no love for them. Like he's just constantly, he's actually pretty funny when he talks about them, to be honest. Um, he, he would say he has no, he couldn't remember character names. He, uh, he would, he would kind of, uh, uh, make fun of uh, the author of the books. What, what's her name? Uh, what's what's her name? Mike you, Mike. What's her name? What's the author of Twilight's name? I don't know. I don't know. I I, I think I'm I'm kind of losing the plot here. I, I guess the point is, uh, look out for uh, uh, the Adventures of Young Batman, starring Glitter Dracula, hitting theaters uh, June twenty fifth, twenty twenty one. That should be fun. Anyway. Mike, I've been doing some research into this whole aliens thing. It's amazing that you were able to do that while you're talking about Batmans and segues. Yes, thank you. So it turns out that this universe is actually huge. I did a little reading, and I discovered just how big outer space really is. Think the size of the Milky Way galaxy, and then multiply that times six so you did very little reading yeah so the universe is pretty big mike and the chances that earth is the only planet with life on it is extremely unlikely you know all these planets out there and we're the only ones i don't think so so the real question becomes how likely is it that aliens have already visited us in order to do that though they'd have to be more advanced than us Maybe they came to Earth thousands of years ago and helped the Egyptians build the pyramids. Like, hey, Zaxor, what are you doing with those giant bricks? Oh, I'm just teaching these slaves how to build a giant tomb for their king. They were going to make it all small and lame, just dump the guy into the ground. I thought this would be a fun way to spend my weekend. Mike, I learned a lot of things during my last 10 minutes of research. See, it turns out that the most advanced aliens have already evolved into super AIs and robots. These AI aliens like to visit Earth farms and write giant messages in cornfields. They're called crop circles, you probably heard of them. And I believe that they are using the Earth as a giant billboard for other aliens that might be passing by. It's vandalism, it's illegal, and it's wrong. But there's really nothing we can do about it, right? We're inferior. I'm gonna have to do more research into this. In the meantime, let's move on to a little thing we like to call the news. A candlelight vigil was held last week in Dearborn, Michigan. They uh, held this vigil to mourn the loss of a beloved grocery store. This is one of the most ridiculous stories we've ever talked about on this show, I swear. So the poor people of Dearborn, Michigan, clearly don't have much going on in their lives right now. Kroger announced that they'd be closing a grocery store that had been around since the 1960s, and the locals were not happy about it. Multiple news stations covered this story. I'm telling you, nothing happens in this town. There's a lot of uh, footage of this candlelight vigil because of all the news stories. 
Uh, Mike, have you ever uh, been to a candlelight vigil? Uh, you know what I'm talking about. It's like they, they give you a, a white candle, a little white candle, and a paper coaster to block the hot wax from melting and burning your fingers, but a little bit always slips through and it burns you anyway. Some people are into that. Anyway, uh, the people at this vigil were all holding these candles, but for most of this thing, uh, none of these candles were being lit because while this vigil's going on, it's still very bright outside. You know, Dearborn, Michigan... You got nothing to do, but you want to get home relatively early before before it gets dark. Otherwise, you might might not be bored. <sighs> anyway, uh, they went all out for this vigil. Uh, there there was a group of a uh, group of young men wearing full blown suits, black suits, bow ties, the whole nine. Uh, they were singing songs that you uh, might hear at a funeral, like "Amazing Grace." I, I heard them singing "Amazing Grace." They probably threw in a nice Danny Boy in there, you know. The pipes, the pipes are calling. Mike, I am not bullshitting you about any of this. It only gets better. So Kroger sent out this woman named uh, Rachel Hurst. She's the uh, corporate affairs manager for Kroger, and she was out there to do some damage control for Kroger, probably wondering what happened, what happened with her life to get to this point. Uh, Old women were crying about the loss of their favorite grocery store. And uh, Rachel here is spending her weekend in a parking lot trying to spin in this good news. She called it a community celebration. She has this big, bright smile on her face. She's calling it a community celebration while these old women are crying. And then she starts talking like a walking press release, using language that no normal human being would ever say, especially not during such a tragic event like the closing of a grocery store. You know you know how uh, HR or HR, uh, PR people talk sometimes. They just talk like... Just like a robot. But uh, Mike, even though even though this lady, Rachel's just beaming and smiles and uh, talking through the crying old ladies, it gets better. It gets better because there's a twist to this story, Mike. There is another Kroger literally right across the street. Literally right across the street. Brand new Kroger. And these uh, these news channels were interviewing people and they brought this up to them. They said, well, you know, there is another Kroger right across the street, newer, better, might you might say. But the people, they said that they didn't want to go to that new Kroger because the old one had a better parking lot. You know, it's easier to get, to get into. And uh, major props to the, to the news anchors and reporters here. They're the real heroes because they didn't flinch at all when they were telling any of the story. They were telling it dead serious. Maybe they are members of Dearborn, Michigan, and they are also saddened by their, their favorite place to congregate being uh, taken away. Um, I don't know. They're, they're probably just as bored as the rest of them. Uh, the, the employees, though, if you're worried, the employees that worked at this old Kroger, they were all offered jobs at other nearby Krogers. So no need to worry. I mean, of course, they're probably just as sad that they are losing their home. So uh, let's move on to a little bit a little bit happier news. And uh, here's a, a non-American story for you. Maybe maybe we'd call that an un-American story, unpatriotic, if you will. The app Castle, spelled C-A-S-T-L, because no app can be spelled correctly in 2019. The app Castle uh, recently started the cow kissing challenge in Austria. They actually uh, call it the ka kiss challenge, which is I I assume how. Arnold Schwarzenegger would pronounce it as a child himself. 
he's he's American now and he speaks uh, American English kind of. Anyway, uh, hipsters from all around Austria began filming themselves on farms kissing cows, and then they'd upload it to YouTube so that everyone would know that they did this. Everyone would know that they had relations with the cow. But uh, Ripley's reports that health experts and farmers are warning people to stay away from this challenge because people could get hurt by irate cows. Yeah, I'd imagine a cow would be irate, you know? Come in there, give that cow a kiss, and then you break its heart. Very sad. And of course, a farmer would probably be warning you against this too because it's like, what the hell, man? Why are you coming into my farm? I didn't invite you here to come kiss my cow. What the hell? Now, now, now my cow has a, has a thing for people and, and a broken heart. So uh, I guess, I guess uh, irate cows is, is one reason to stay away from this challenge. Another reason might be that you're getting real familiar with a cow. You know, there's videos of cows straight up sticking their tongue in people's mouths. And when I was uh, first uh, researching this story, I was I was really judging these uh, stupid ass kids. I really was. Just to be just to be honest, I, I was I was sending some major judgment their way because a lot of them look like douchebags. You know, just to be fair. Uh, but then I remembered. You know, I remembered that if these kids weren't kissing cows they might be wasting their time at a grocery store vigil instead. Just uh, some food for thought. Anyway, Mike, I've done a lot more digging into this alien stuff. Mm -hmm. The theories all sounded like complete nonsense at first. You know, none of it made sense. But then I went to YouTube and I discovered hours and hours of stories, true stories. I started putting all the pieces together in my own life. And things got scary pretty quick, Mike. See, for the last few months, I've been wondering why it always feels like I'm being watched by aliens or other creatures from above, and I finally was able to put it all together. See, in 1947, remnants of an alien spacecraft were found in Roswell, New Mexico. The same place you were born, Mike. For decades, reptilian aliens have been rumored to put on human disguises and control our favorite politicians. According to Mike's Facebook page, the photos, 1998, Mike himself owned what appears to be an iguana. But upon further inspection, it is clear that Mike is actually holding his little reptilian baby brother. And perhaps the most damning of all, in 1996, 20th Century Fox released the documentary we all know as Independence Day. The movie contains over two hours of footage from around the world depicting aliens coming to the planet Earth to destroy us. Some people proudly claim that it was purely a work of fiction. I used to be one of these people. But I woke up. I looked closer into it and I discovered that our audio engineer and my best friend Mike can be seen in this movie strangling a scientist with his tentacles. Mike, I never questioned your tentacles until now, but the scales have fallen from my eyes, if you will. I can't just turn my best friend into the government now, can I? But I also can't sleep knowing that you might try to wear my skin one day. Do you have anything to say for yourself, Mike? Yeah, let's, let's wrap this up, dude. You need to get some sleep. Okay, Mike. Fine. But I'm not going to continue to live in the dark. I've got my eye on you. 
Anyway, let's move on to a little thing we like to call listener questions. We've got some great questions this week. Started with uh, our man Ken. Uh, Ken asks, I don't care why the chicken crossed the road. What I want to know is, did it cross at a marked crosswalk or did it jaywalk? That is a great question. The chicken most definitely jaywalked. See, chicken legs are like, what, three, four inches tall tops? So that means, like, one step for you is like 12 steps at least. 12, 20 steps at least for a chicken. That's just one step for you. So if it takes you 500 steps to get to the the crosswalk, and that's that's being conservative. Imagine how many steps that is for the poor chicken. So no, the chicken chicken just goes for it, man. And you know, nobody has ever asked how long did the chicken wait before it was legal to walk. No, nobody, and nobody has ever accused a chicken of being smart. So I wouldn't expect anything less than pure impulse from these cluckers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you've you've heard the phrase running around like a chicken with their head cut off. That phrase came from a chicken that got their head cut off jaywalking. And we've all jaywalked, but we're, I I would say that all of the listeners of this show are smarter than a chicken because folks, chickens don't have a lot going on upstairs. I'm not trying to be rude, but a lot of birds are dumb. Just dumb. You've heard the phrase lizard brain. Mike, Mike's got a a reptilian lizard brain. Uh, Chickens are a lot like that. People say that uh, birds came from dinosaurs or birds are the descendants of dinosaurs. And if that's true, that's just me. And, and they didn't get any smarter, right? Or maybe they did. Just imagine how, how dumb a chicken is right now. How stupid his ancestors had to have been. Or her ancestors because chickens or hens are, are female. Roosters are, are male. But I, I can't imagine a rooster is any smarter. Roosters like to wake people up. I, I think it's time for me to digress onto something else. Uh, Gillian asks... How? Oh, how? She doesn't say how. Uh, Yillian asks, did Harry join a pottery class? Well, yes. Harry was short a few credits before graduation, you know? What, what was the name of his school? I, I, I've been to... I, I, I've read these books. I've seen the movies. And uh, Hogwarts. <laughs> Hogwarts. I was going to have to make something up. But uh, no, he went to Hogwarts. Uh, but yeah, he, he was a few credits uh, shy of graduating from Hogwarts. And he really liked the movie uh, Ghosts with Patrick Swayze. That's the movie where where the uh, the crab says, uh, kiss the girl. And then uh, Patrick Swayze gets behind uh, uh, Whoopi Goldberg and he helps her make a pot. So uh, he, he really liked that movie. So he thought uh, pottery would be the perfect class to get an easy A, you know, and slide his way into that spot as valid at Gryffindor. So the dude, uh, he, he, he took pottery, aced it, and then he ended up dropping out in his senior year anyway, just because he wanted to save the world. Harry Pottery is a, is a bad role model. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Devin asks, what side of the road do you drive on? I drive on the right side of the road, unless I'm feeling a little British that day, you know? I'm an American, and, uh, Americans drive on the freedom side. I also, I, I drive on the right side of the road, but I drive on the left side of my car. I'm funny that way. Uh, but I do know somebody, I won't say her name, but she told me that once she got lost and uh, drove on the wrong side of the road in hopes that a cop would uh, pull her over and tell her where she was. Cop never pulled her over and that, you know, she's okay. So... Probably for the best that uh, 
I'm, I assume she got on the back, the, the right side of the road after that. Uh, let's see here. Devin also asks, when it's raining, it's, this is kind of like a Mad Lib, you know, fill in the blank. When it's raining, it's a lost cause getting home on time if you live in California. I was going to say Southern California, but as we all know, it never rains in Southern California, except right now. Except right now. Yesterday, it was thundering and lightning, very, very frightening. It was pouring. The old man was snoring. Whole nine yards. But let me tell you guys something. Let it rain just a little bit. You know, just, the, you know, that little sprinkle rain like we had today. Just a little sprinkle rain where it's just fuzzing up your windshield. Just let it rain a little bit. And California will have a universal vote. Everyone will pass this vote to find a way to bring traffic to a complete stop. Now, I'm not saying drive recklessly. I'm not saying drive like an asshole. I'm just saying California decides maybe we shouldn't drive at all. Maybe we shouldn't drive at all. Just imagine how bad it would be if we had snow, you know? California traffic without any kind of inclement weather is terrible, especially the further west you go. Further west you go. L.A., disaster. San Diego, disaster. San Francisco, disaster. It's just it's just a mess. But Southern California especially, it's just one of the worst places you could ever drive. And uh, rain just complicates things to the nth degree. Screw that. <sighs> Let's see here. Kim asks, what do the R and D stand for in R2-D2? Great question. Some people think that it stands for research and development, but R2-D2 had a notoriously underfunded research team back then. That's why uh, he only has like two colors on him, three, three on a good day. So the research and development thing, that's just an urban legend. The R&D actually stands for rhythm and dubstep. See, R2-D2 is a big fan of the blues and electro music, which is uh, why he has that rich vocabulary. So yeah, uh, not a not a common commonly known thing about R two D two, but rhythm and dubstep that is what uh, George Lucas always envisioned with the R two D two name. Uh, let's see here. Ken also asks this is a good question. He says, uh, "When can we expect a Chris to Chris spinoff?" I like this. Uh, I think after we've been on the air for about six or seven years, and we're looking to make an extra chunk of change so that we could buy a new yacht or something. You know, after we've gotten real full of ourselves. We, we're going to do a spinoff. You know, after, after the show's kind of, uh, like you could tell that uh, they're just doing it for the money, you know? They don't really care. And then so you, you try to breathe new life into uh, some characters that you might like, you might not really like. You know, Three's Company had a spinoff. Uh, so many shows have had spinoffs. So many shows that you don't even know are spinoffs. Like, did you know that Family Matters was a spinoff? Probably didn't know that, but Family Matters was a spinoff. The Jeffersons was a spinoff of All in the Family. But uh, yeah, I think I think it's a good idea. Maybe uh, we can we can pick a character from this show, somebody a character that people don't really like that much, like like maybe Mike. We could call it Countdown to the End with Mike. I like that idea. So look out for our first spinoff, maybe six to seven years, maybe maybe sooner, maybe sooner if we're really falling off the off the wagon here. Yillian uh, asks, why did my phone kill itself in Mexico? Mm, tragic story. Uh, your phone killed itself because it wasn't happy with the way its life was going. It felt like it was only there for your pleasure. You were always tapping it, pushing it, smudging it, 
and you'd, and you'd curse when it didn't live up to your expectations. Like, why is this damn thing going so slow? Come on. So, to be honest, your phone was probably planning this for a long time. You know, as soon as it, as, it, as it told the NSA that you were going to Mexico, your phone said, Cabo is where I'm going to end it all. Just me and the beaches, baby. They'll miss me when I'm gone. So that's why uh, your phone left its uh, final love letter to Mexico. Thanks for the, for the nice question. Way to, way to end this show on a high note. Speaking of end this show, uh, let's do that. Let's, let's uh, start to wrap this thing up. We're, we've been going a little long in the tooth on these last few episodes, but I think, I think it's for the best. You know, I might be wrong. People might be looking at their watches right now. But let's, let's uh, talk about some poll results. Last week, we asked, what is an appropriate tip for the pizza guy? 29% of you said, a few bucks maybe, I don't know. A few bucks, a few bucks. Five, six, I don't know. Depends how much I pay for the pizza. 71% of you said, $424,000 is fair. And you know the people? You, you can't argue with the people. 71% of you guys agreed that $424,000 is a fair tip for the pizza guy. So this week's poll asks, is Robert Pattinson a good choice for Batman? This one should be fun. Uh, don't forget that you guys can subscribe to this show and uh, follow us on social media. We are at Up and Loaded, U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D. We're on the Facebook, we're on the Twitter, we're on the Instagram. We are on the website, upandloaded.com. Guys, this has been episode 34 of Chris to Chris. Do me a favor and enjoy your weekend or else.